Your DWSA's podcast is brought to you by First Nations Fiber. Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. Hello and welcome to The Beating Table with your hosts, Degonohiakwa Standup and Lee Makiwa. We are entering episode number 10. Two more to a full year. Very exciting. Can you believe that? We've already passed our third season. We are in the fall, which is aka beating and crafting season. The starting (laughs) of all of that that is wonderful for all our creatives out there. All of you know that come the cool nights or cool days is when you want to be in your house and be Beat it working up. meticulously, feverishly to finish <laughs> projects for those summer deadlines. Speaking of deadlines, I know that you are busy working on projects that cannot be named at the moment, but how is it going? It's going. <laughs> it is still going. It's not killing me. I'm still okay with it i'm still loving it it's just taking long it's just uh yeah i'm still trying to dedicate the time to doing it so it's crazy like how things sometimes have to work like i just asked somebody to work for me for the next two days at the store so that i could sit at home uninterrupted kids are home like at school Mm -hmm. greg's at work so i can just sit and and get through it so and clean your house you said though yeah so i have to (laughs) a lot sometime it's just windows that i gotta do at the house but I want to do, I want to do that. And I also have to do all this work. Um, yeah, because I am down to 30 days. No, less. What am I talking about? We are in October. Yeah, yeah. I have. Um, Let's say 19. 19. Yeah, 19 <laughs> days. So, yeah. So I got to, you know, light that fire under my ass and start going, like, getting to it now. So I am a little less than halfway. Mm-hmm. I'm still not worrying yet, but if more things start popping up and I don't have the time that I'm going to start worrying. But yeah. right now I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. I think I'll... And you took it on the road with you this weekend. Your son oh had lacrosse and... Yeah, but I didn't really get to it. I didn't even get through one of the things that I had to do. So... I hear you about disappointed. that. One. Yeah, I couldn't... On the way home, I all of a sudden I got car sick and I could <sighs> not do it. And I ended up just like sleeping. Going there though, I worked on part of it. So mm-hmm. I got... I got done at least. But then while we were there, it was just too crazy. Like I couldn't, uh, I think I worked on some one night while we were there and that was it. We were there like four days. So. But I think that's the thing, like even for myself, like I went away for a vacation basically and I brought my beadwork and I worked on it on the plane. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't work on, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on the beach and we'll be beating. Yeah, right. Like I wasn't doing that and I didn't do it on the way home because my too, I also suffered some, what I thought was motion sickness, but I'm not sure exactly what it was. So I couldn't beat on the way back either. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the intention of a lot of people who are creatives. And now we're using this catchphrase creatives, <laughs> where you take it with you when you go on trips or maybe even just a road trip, like two hours. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be my bead work. And it just sits at the bottom of the bag by your feet waiting to be used, but never being done. Mm-hmm. So if anybody else out there has some traveling tales on how to keep motivated while traveling maybe that's a good question how to keep motivated to continue to be crafty to be doing beadwork while you're traveling and going to do hockey i know some people some moms or some dads Mm -hmm. might be like in the arenas getting ready to do that and 
spend a lot of hours in the arenas. How do you like maintain momentum? I guess is yeah. one of the things. Yeah. I think yeah, we have so. a hard time with momentum, like following through. Yeah, it's like I had every uh, intention and I was like, yes, I'm going to get like a couple things done and it'll be great. And it, I think it just broke up the, I don't know, I just broke it all up just because personally, I don't like sitting in hotel rooms. I mm -hmm. don't like feeling confined and all that. And especially when I'm at a new place, I want to be out and about and seeing everything. So it's not like we're in the hotel long enough for me to sit mm -hmm. and really get into a like a flow of it. Yeah. I'd have to get up super early, which this time I couldn't because we had to be up early anyways for his games. So we were always up pretty much every day about 7, 7.30. Mm -hmm. Everyone's showering and frantic now trying to get ready because we got to get to the arena. And by the time we'd get home, we were fried. Like everyone was tired. Yeah. I was going straight to bed. So uh, one day I did bring it to the arena. But like I said, it's some of the games now we're getting so much more exciting and oh. I can't I can't beat while I'm, you know, doing Trying that. To watch, yeah. yeah. So it just didn't happen. So I had good intentions, but you know, the road to hell is whatever paved with good intentions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's what happened. Yeah. But I'm not worried yet. So hopefully this the next two days and probably today. So that was our an, oh. another little <laughs> Yes, we had So a surprise, surprise, you know. Um Today I uh, get a, got a text from Leith and she said the store stinks like cabbage. <laughs> yeah, I went to like, well, this weekend you were away and I wasn't at the store. I was also busy doing other things. And so nobody was there. Mm -hmm. And I walk in, I'm like, what is that? There's something. And then, and there was a mishap before where the garbage wasn't being taken out and yes. <laughs> it left a foul smell. Yeah. So I knew this time <laughs> Margaret had already did that. The Gorehiko had already like did all of the prep so that nothing would be yeah. lingering. But still, there was this awful smell. <laughs> and I was like, what? Is it my office? Did I throw not? No, my office was fine. It was the same. As soon as I opened the bathroom. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And you know what? I was thinking, I was like, okay, did I, like, I kept thinking, like, did I leave something somewhere? Like, maybe I tied up a bag of garbage and I didn't throw it in the big, you know? So yeah. I'm like, thinking that I'm like, wait, the, some of the plants are dying. Are they rotting? <laughs> but I'm like, no, that, that wouldn't. Yeah, like when I got there, I opened the door and I got punched in the face with the smell. So, yeah, definitely. So there was something wrong. Thanks, thankfully, my brother and um, the overseers of the the building was yeah. standing there. So I was like, okay, guys. And it didn't start in our unit, but it had lingered into our unit. So yeah. well, luckily, once they figure out what's going on, it should clear itself yes. up. But how long will it take for that smell to dissipate we're not entirely sure <laughs> yeah. so today is what today is a free day for Degor yeah so yay so it's blessing in disguise I guess silver and lining I have to work from home now because yeah. I was gonna work at the shop whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever. but it stinks so no <laughs> yeah so I get an extra day so that's like three days now at least I'll have to yeah to do your stuff to get some stuff done so or you do all your windows today and then have to that's yeah. a good idea you do all your work today that you have to do for your house mm -hmm. and then you do your next two days full Focus on that. Yeah, because it's beautiful today. At least I'll have nice weather and I just yeah. got to fight with big fat juicy spiders. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, yeah so that's, that's, a, the that's the downside of having windows, I guess, right? Like lots of windows. Oh my God. Or the downside of you really wanting to be able to see your view, whereas me, I'm like, I don't care what I'm looking at. So I don't really care about it's, my windows. My windows right now are so bad though. Like we get that fluff. Mm. Um, and normally I, I in wash. In the spring, like in the summer? Yeah, in the summer, but ours, it stays even longer and it just picks everything up and whatever. So normally I do my windows like 
I don't know, a couple, like a big wash a couple of times, like in the season, like mm-hmm. spring and then summer and then fall, whatever. I don't even think I did it this summer. So it, my windows are gross. Like it's mm-hmm. the, the screens all have to be taken out oh, and okay. scrubbed and washed and all that. And <laughs> like one window, I was like, what the hell's wrong with me? Like, I can't see out of this one now. Like it, that's, but it's, we have so many spiders in the area. Oh. It's covered with cobwebs and it's covered with like all that dust and yeah. fluff and we have a dirt road. So it gets even worse. Anyways. Yeah. So that's what I'll be doing today. Like fighting spiders and fighting all that other shit. Yeah. So yeah. So what else do we have today? Well, today we are going to basically ask, answer not ask we asked our listeners through our via our instagram page some of the questions that they have for us and then we have something that um, we like to call role reversal where we are not the creators of pieces we are the purchase purchasers and clients well someone is a client here but it's not <laughs> me so i'll just leave it like that so it's called role reversal and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that after mm-hmm. our questions so our first question is, as a beater, how often do you make yourself something? Never. I don't know when I made myself. I made my wedding dress. That's something I made for myself, which was like know, 13 years ago. Yeah. The only 12 years ago. thing that I have for myself that was actually intended for me was a pair of moccasins that I made. Actually, you taught us when I was in. Oh, they were in near death. Yeah, like oh, 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. And I can't even wear them because they're all blown to shit now. They have big giant holes in the bottoms. and That's good, though. Yeah, I wore them to death. So they're uh, in my, my hutch now. But that's the last thing I made intentionally for myself. I have other things, but they weren't intentional. It was just like I made them and I loved them so I kept them but it wasn't mm-hmm. like okay this is gonna be for me you know well that picture frame you had made right yeah so you kept I kept that one and that but it the, was supposed uh, to be a raffle then you did one raffle it up yeah right? I just really love it rem- it was more of a remembrance almost to my grandparents so I was like ah, I'm gonna keep this like mm-hmm. it, it just felt like them when I finished it so I'm like no I'll keep this and then the Gunawage thing from uh, Nisia's the oh, community yes. okay I have I that, kept too. that one yeah but that's but another it wasn't thing. really made from like I wasn't yeah yeah. It's not, it wasn't intentionally like with all kinds of thought, like, oh, I'm going to keep this type well, of no, thing. Well, no, I just wanted to see if I could beat it backwards. I remember I beat it without yeah, looking at it. Without looking at it at all. That is so wild. That is crazy <laughs> when I think of it now. I may have to post a photo of it. Mm-hmm. And share it up. Yeah, that's a long time ago. And then I also went to one of the Iroquois beadwork conferences maybe four years ago or five years ago. And they did a little pincushion type thing. And there was a, a bird. A bird was beaded on it and that I kept just because it was like a project we made there. So that's something. So that's the, the most recent thing, but I didn't. Oh, wait, your moccasins for uh, Santa Fe. Oh, so yeah. So the last thing I did make was mm-hmm. like four months ago. I made a pair of moccasins. Which you had to take a class though. To I like, had took a class <laughs> with Cross to like, yeah, dedicate myself and I finished them. And I wore them one day in Santa Fe because it rained. So I wore it to, so I wore them one time there. I've worn them here. I probably wore them when we have the Harvest Festival. In two weeks or two or three weeks. So that's okay. But yeah, so yeah, I did make myself something. But that's the thing. It's like even those kind of things you don't even kind of keep track of because everything is usually made for either an order or for just for somebody else just to give away. Mm-hmm. What's the last thing you made? Completed. Oh, oh my God. I Was it your daughter's stuff? Yeah. Or was it before then? No, I'd have to say my... The yoke? A yoke? 
I did like, but that they were. But the last thing you completed. <sighs> um, I think it was the cuffs and purse. That's what it was. Okay. For that order that you yeah. had already been. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that order's done completely. Everything is finished? Nope. <laughs> okay. Just the moccasins, but the, literally there's about an hour's worth of work on it left. Oh, just a moccasin an hour yeah. left. Oh. Yeah, they're they're done, but everything's gonna get done once this other orders because this one has a deadline. So okay. I have the same I'm in the same place still. Yeah. I feel like I'm in limbo, but yeah, so as soon as this stuff's done, then I can bust those out. It'll be all finito. Yeah. And then we got all kinds of other stuff coming down. Anyway, okay, so the next thing is okay, so here is a very like a physical a physio question. Do you ever get sore wrists? And if you do, what helps to get rid of that soreness? I had very interesting uh, thoughts on that last time. So, yes, I do get sore wrists. I Last year, we, we were talking kind of like briefly about this at the shop last week. So last year, I had an order. And by even last year, I was so done with orders. I was just done with. Um, oh, yeah. I can't remember the yeah. conversation. I, I just didn't want to be committed to anything anymore. It yeah. wasn't about the order or the person or anything like that. It was just a commitment. I yeah. just did not want to do it. And it was killing me to, no, it wasn't last year. Sorry, it was two years ago because last year I really enjoyed it. Mm. It was the year before. And <laughs> every day I just kept thinking like, well, what if I just didn't finish this order? Like what what would happen? Like what if I just have to say like I can't do it or, you know, and I, I was just freaking out and whatever. To the point where I th- I am a firm believer in, you know, what you think is what you create mm-hmm. and the, the connection between your emotional and mental side mm-hmm. and how your body reacts and listens to what you think and how you feel. So yeah. during all that time and having so much internal turmoil, I ended up with carpal tunnel. Yeah. And it slowed me down to the point where I almost had to say I couldn't do it. And I felt guilty on top of it because I kind of felt like, did I just bloody work myself into getting an injury mm-hmm. <laughs> to not have to do this? But I'm like, no, we're just pushing through this now and whatever. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was my last uh, injury, I guess. On, well, no, I broke my damn finger. But, um, yeah, I, you know, that's I think I, I play those things into some of my yeah. uh, my injuries because I've been beating for so long and I never had any issues mm-hmm. until I worked myself into uh like a stress ball and yeah whatever, and then it so. just happened to you yeah but yeah, you, yeah i do get sore sore hands sore wrists sore shoulders i see a chiropractor once a month and sometimes i have to see a osteopath mm-hmm. for my neck and my back because when you bead you're always hunched over yeah um so i do have to see and i have old injuries from um from sports so mm-hmm. all of the combination is not not the best sometimes so you do like you know, as you get older, I do recommend that you get, they take care of your body. Like, yeah, you know, that you only have one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, these, this are bread and butter. Like, you know, yeah. take care of yourself. See yeah. a chiropractor, see a masseuse, see whatever. Fix it. Don't, don't wait. Don't wait. Yeah. And what about you? How are your hands? Well, it's funny because this morning I saw somebody post about how it was cold out and they were so thankful for heated seats and <laughs> heated um, steering mm-hmm. wheel. And I thought, I, and I said to Margaret, I said, next time I get a car, I'm getting heated steering wheel because these money makers need to have warmth. <laughs> and I think for me, it's not necessarily sore wrists, but I get sore like between my thumb and my index finger, like mm-hmm. on my hand there. like The that, muscle. Yeah. Yeah. That. 
part there, I get there from holding, and it's not necessarily my dominant hand. It's usually my left hand because I'm holding whatever piece mm -hmm. I'm trying to manipulate or whatnot. So I that's where I I tend to have like soreness, but it's not necessarily injuries or anything from the actual beadwork itself. It's injuries sustained from like holding my phone on my left hand because yes, you have to have like that thing on the back of your hand, the back of like that poppet. I think it's called puppet sockets. We're not advertised Pop by them. Yeah. Pop sockets, sorry. <laughs> and I use that because I noticed that because I was holding my hand without the pop socket, it was creating this like carpal tunnel or whatever yes. it was. And it was, it's that was yeah. being more of a hindrance than anything than actual beadwork. I totally have to agree with you because I just recently had to change my phone case because I used to have an OtterBox mm -hmm. for my phone and it was heavy. So it was killing my wrists yes. and my thumbs from holding it constantly. Yeah. I had to get a lighter case. So yeah, definitely. And I, the new case I got is like a weird texture. Uh -huh. Nothing sticks to it. <gasps> so now I have no, my thing on it. So it's, thankfully it's like lighter, but yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's weird. Yeah. So that's one thing I noticed. But what I do is I always like rotate my wrists. Mm -hmm. Like I give myself a little break. When I remember, I rotate my wrists. Um, I also extend my arm and pull my hand back. And that usually like cracks, like whatever's there. I, I'm not, I used to be a crack my fingers kind of gal, but now I stop because I don't think it's very good. Mm -hmm. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think, you know, like I'm not sure if it leads to arthritis or anything. I'm not a medical profession, but I think a professional, I think that maybe just leaving my hands alone is good, but like, you know, extending them, opening and closing yeah. them and doing that kind of stuff and really like moving them because when they're stagnant, yeah, I know that would be a problem. My osteopath did tell me not to crack your knuckles. So yeah, so there you go. And not necessarily arthritis, but he just said it's it is not good for your hands. Yeah. So, so yeah, I used to be a big one for that. Now I'm not anymore. I still do it. And so, but I try to like really extend and lift my arms up and do all that kind of stuff. Exercise. It. Yeah, but I think like you're right in terms of like if you have a kink, like I have a kink in my neck and I should get it fixed, but I haven't yet and just mm -hmm. no time. But I think like, yeah, like if it's not because you're trying to sustain yourself because you're an artist in terms of working your hands or anything, it, just in general, just take care of your body. You only have mm -hmm. one. Just like mobility is is important. Mobility, yeah. mobility. So, you know, and flexibility and all that kind of stuff. So I just recently bought something from Alicia Cook too. Mm -hmm. oh, I wish I had... I wasn't prepared, but I have, it's called, I think it's bear salve mm -hmm. or bear, it's bear something, but there is bear grease in it and mm -hmm. there's different, different essential oils and stuff like that. And she, she's the creator of it, mm -hmm. but it's for kind of like trauma, like, uh, for inflammation. Mm -hmm. If you've had like an accident on your hands, your body or whatever. Yep. So because I'm still, I'm pretty sure this is like a lifelong thing now with my broken finger or yeah. whatever, even though it's, it should be okay now, it's still painful and yeah. it still hurts and whatever so I ordered that from her and she shipped it here and I put that on and it really did help like it takes mm. some of the edge off of it <laughs> like okay. so that was another good product that I started using for just for the pain mm -hmm. and stuff like that so you know sometimes those things help too but if you're really struggling we both advocate that you go see a professional in yeah <laughs> in whatever it is you choose modern medicine traditional medicine whatever it is mm -hmm. you see, seek out professional help for those kind of things so. yes so the another one is, okay, so this is a question that um, you were also posed, but not through the beating table 
website or to the Instagram page, it said, would it be possible to do a mm. mini Aosku Ganyageha bead podcast? Mm-hmm. So what is your, how did this come about for you? I was in a softball tournament two weekends ago and I met with uh, Will Garrow, Wonadio mm-hmm. Garrow. And it was just funny because I, um, I, I don't know him. Like that mm-hmm. was the first time I really met him, but I think I've seen him here and there at different like language things and all that, but I okay. never, um, never, you know, talked with him yeah. or met him. So anyways, we were in a softball tournament in uh, Gunasadage two weeks ago and he asked, he was like, what's your Ganyageha name? So I said it and I said, Degor And he was like, do you have a podcast? And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, uh, I had to laugh. I'm like, uh, yeah, I said, I do. And I'm like, why do you listen? <laughs> and he was like, well, he's like, I, I listened to one and whatever. So that's how we got started on the topic. So he, he had asked, he said, well, do you speak? Are you a speaker? So I said, I, I can. I said, but I'm not, you know. Um, I'm not practicing. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm not a practicing speaker. Like I, I do and I don't. Like I don't know why. You can, we can, but we just don't. But we but, don't. Yeah, it's it's habit. It's, it's just our habit. Own badness. Yeah. So it's bad habits. Yeah. So he said, "Did you ever think of doing?" Uh, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I I did think about it before, but I think I'm limited on my on my language mm-hmm. to do it fully. Um, I don't have all the vocabulary, all the verbs and stuff mm-hmm. like that to keep up with it. And then I find sometimes when I'm on the spot, I can't think. So I get like, oh my God. And then I get home and everything's like easier. Mm-hmm. And then I can remember, oh yeah, this. And so yeah. I, I panic. I tend to panic in these situations. So it would be nice. I, I, It would be something that I think I would have to script for myself or have reminders of my topics or words or verbs okay. or nouns or whatever. So, but yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we could do it. Like, I, I think, I think it'd be a lot easier if we had somebody else to. Yeah. Cause yeah. then it's, it's always not, yeah. easier in larger numbers, I think. For yeah. Myself. Like, you Cause know. then I could just fade. No, <laughs> I could just fade out and then who could just no, talk. I, I couldn't carry some, you know, I can talk a bit and I can carry some, but it's not, like I said, it's, it's like, uh, it was so eye opening when I took the Diwana that's to find out like, with that ASLA, mm-hmm. what the um, criteria, I guess, for being a, a fluent speaker is. And, but mm-hmm. you have to have language in different areas of your life and yeah. not just in like the home, not just. Ceremonial. It has exactly. To be, yeah. Like if I go to Rugley's and I'm going to start talking about mechanics with somebody, yeah. like I don't have that vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I don't know it, you know. Yeah. In beadwork, I am a beater and I have some, but it's limited still. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting, you know, you you. You have to learn all aspects of yeah. the world, basically, you know, so. Sure. Yeah. So maybe one day we can. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Know, yes. For the new year. That. For like. So if we're if if we're still recording after episode 12, then mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. For sure. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. And we'll just commit to maybe talking Ganyageha. Oh, so for those who are listening who don't know what Oskun Ganyageha means, mm-hmm. it means like just speaking in. Mohawk language, like just speaking in Ngohuanaha, mm-hmm. as people would say a long time ago in the eighties, speaking in Indian. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what it means. So having a podcast where we maybe not do the whole podcast, but maybe even a portion of the podcast, mm-hmm. we could do just in Ganyageha. Oh. And you also reached out to your mother and asked yes. her some things. So Degorhiakwa has a personal beating page. It's called TS Beating, and she is also on Facebook. And she posted last week. 
some words that her mother gave her in terms of like um, vocabulary for beadwork. So yeah, because during our conversation, Will had asked if I knew how to say raised beadwork. And I didn't. I just never came across the words or just never thought to ask or whatever. So it was funny that morning we had gone to Starbucks and I just kind of caught her off guard. So this is your mother, my mother. For those who don't know, my mother is Geraldine Standup. She is a first language speaker. She only learned how to speak English at the age of seven, I think, uh, when she went to Cattery School. So she does have the language, but she's also, it, it's weird. Like she only speaks to people that she knows, knows. Yep. that who speak or who she feels like she only can speak that to them. And then other than that, she doesn't really use it. Like we didn't, she would speak at home, but not, not just, it was more commands or mm -hmm. if like we were in trouble or <laughs> certain things or just to my aunts and my uncles. That was the only time yeah. I would hear her. So. Anyways, so yesterday, I um, sorry, last week I asked her these um, words. So this was what she had said for raised beadwork was So that was was piled raised beadwork. But she said it's like piled. It's like the, the beads are piled. Mm -hmm. So that's the translation. Was the piled raised. I will do raised mm -hmm. or I'll raise, I'll pile, whatever, the beadwork. And then, so you'll do yeah. whatever. So those were some of the words that she uh, she gave. And she always says it, you know, she's like, you could be sitting in a room with 10 people and everyone will say it differently. Yeah. So mm -hmm. she said for her, she said, this is the way her and her grandmother, or she would have heard her grandmother who raised her. Yeah. She would have said it. So mm -hmm. that's... Like a hundred years ago of language. Isn't that wild? But yeah. Yeah. So that's her grandmother, like I said, raised her and she was the um, the bead worker in our family. So she would, uh, you know, always hear her and her great aunts mm -hmm. talking and things like that. So that's the um, the words that she gave for that. So yeah, it was really so interesting. Cool. But it's funny. I always used to, um, my grandmother used to be my go-to and my grandmother, also first language speaker, but. This is your my mother's mother. Okay. Mm -hmm. She lived away in Brooklyn mm -hmm. for almost my whole life. She only came back maybe the last twenty years of her life that uh, while she was here. And um, I used to always call her for words, you know. Mm -hmm. But I I used to catch them off guard, and they'd get like she'd be like, I don't know, like uh, <laughs> yeah, like flustered. Like, yeah, and she's like, Well, give me a minute, you know. And then yeah. I, she'd either call me back or I'd call her, or she'd call her brother, or she'll call somebody to say like, Okay, like what are these words or whatever. So, um, but yeah, it was always funny. So now that's my mother. Like I'm trying to catch her off guard, and like I said, she doesn't use it that often. Yeah. She doesn't have a whole. It's all... not as readily available as say your grandmother was. It's kind of further because there's, like you said, it's it's like that thing. If you if you don't use it, you lose it. I mean, it's still there. Yeah, but they have to un undust it. Yeah, kind of. and my grandmother even more so because she lived in Brooklyn for so long. Um, she married. I call him my grandfather, even yeah. though he's not my biological. But he she married uh, an Italian man. She never used her language. Mm -hmm. She didn't have to because yeah. they were out there and they weren't with people from town so the only time she would use it was when her brother would call or her sister or mm -hmm. like her her siblings that was really the only time her and my mother didn't speak it together so and my mother the same kind of kind yeah. of thing and my my mother was raised with all her aunts and uncles 
Um, my grandmother was very young kind of when she mm-hmm. had her, which was a little bit taboo. And she she left to work because mm-hmm. they, they were very poor. So she left to work in Brooklyn when she was, my mother was very young and left her with her my mother. mother. So that's where, you know, my mother grew up and all that. So she only spoke the language to older people. And now my mother's the older person. So it's not like she yeah. has all these people to speak with or mm-hmm. doesn't feel, comf- yeah. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, I it is it. what it is. So, yeah. So that's where I got those words anyways. But we were saying that it would be interesting or nice to have, you know, if people have um, words that they would like yeah. us to search for, to translate yeah. or to to bring up during the um, our taping, then, then you for know. sure. Yeah. We, yeah. We have a. There's a large contingency of people that we know who speak in Yekeha or who actually have maybe other people they could ask that we yeah. could get the information from. So. And just like that, like having different uh, ways of saying it too, yep. it's interesting to see all the Because I never heard that before. Yeah. And it's all descriptive. So it's everybody will have a different twist or, yeah. or you know. And depending on where you're from, like maybe in Gansadaga, yeah. they have something else or somewhere like, you know, like everyone has different stuff. But yeah. Yeah. So. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting too how like not that like we're famous, <laughs> but that people actually do listen or have heard about the podcast because you said he ha- maybe had listened to a little bit of one. Mm-hmm. But I was away in Dominican Republic, and no, they're not listening in the Dominican <laughs> Republic. On the beach. I don't believe so. <laughs> but I was out one night, and somebody we were, you know, participating in adult activities. <laughs> And it just so came up, like we were having like conversations. They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to talk about it on the podcast. And I just laughed because it was a group of people who I didn't think knew about it. Knew about it. But it was just funny. It was funny because, yeah. you know, like you don't think people would be listening. But it would be interesting. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I have no idea how far we reach or who I we reach. No I mean, we have some people on Instagram, but I don't know. Yeah. So that would be interesting if you guys dropped us a line. like. Right on the beating table or like a, I have just something to say, yeah. hey, like I, I would like to see, I, I guess maybe uh, our producers could give us a number to say, how, but I, I have no idea who we're reaching. So I do thank all of you for listening. Yeah. And, you know. it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit mind blowing sometimes. I was just shocked because even more so with men, I don't yeah. always think that like we would reach different people or different, you know, I've had other people who are not say bead workers but they're artists who but did i tell out. you that story about the person i met outside at, at a local mar- at the local market here no i don't think so so one day maybe two months ago or i can't maybe in the summer i was coming out of the market the market is a local store here and i saw somebody i'm like hey how are you and they're like oh fine i was just listening to you i was just like what <laughs> caught off guard goes I was just listening to the podcast in my truck. Like they just got out of the truck oh, and they were listening yes. to the truck. Okay, I remember. And I was like, oh, haha. And he was like, it's so nice. You know, and I was just like, well, he, the person, it was a man. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a bead worker, but I was just really like caught off guard because I forgot about that we do a podcast, you know, like, and he's yeah, just like, yeah. I was just listening. I was like, what am I on? Because I, you know, like, where was I? <laughs> what was and I saying? What, what was I, I saying or whatever? But yeah, so, I mean, it's just interesting to see yeah, where too, it is, like yeah. how far it goes and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah so. That was cool. Taking it back with that one. Mm -hmm. With that being said, one of the questions was, will Gunawaga have a museum anytime soon of Iroquois beadwork? Now, Hopefully, I think they're in the works. I don't know. I believe they're in the planning stages Mm -hmm. of creating a new cultural center museum type of deal, deal, structure. Mm -hmm. But for those who are interested 
And I was supposed to look online and I didn't. But for those who are interested, the Gunyakahaga Ungawana Cultural Center, KOR, is having a Yuntgatota. Yuntgatota means like a museum. It's basically like a place where you look at stuff. The look at things. The look at things place. And they are having that this month. And I believe it is on the date of... October, here it is, October 14th and 15th at the Cattery Hall here in Gunnawaga. And it is a event that will open on Friday from 1 to, oh, sorry, Friday and Saturday. That's the 14th and 15th of October from 1 to 9 p.m. It says here food will be served at 6 p.m. free. I'm not sure if that's both days or just one day. Ooh. And there'll be vendors all day. And for information, you can visit the www.korgahnawage.org slash art show. And it's um, an art exhibition co- showcasing artwork by Ungwahuma artists. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily just directed for beadwork, but for artists who mm-hmm. are from either Gunawage or other sister communities. And so that is happening on the 14th and 15th here at the Gadderdi Hall in Gahnawage. And um, it's sponsored by the Ganyagahaga Ungawana Radijokwa Language and Cultural Center and TD Ready Commitment and the Tourism of Ganawaga. So if you are interested in that, and that's a free shout out to the those entities, if you're interested in looking at some of the Ungawana artists, then you can go check out the Yuntka Tota. But in terms of a museum that's dedicated to beadwork, I know before at the church here in Ganawage, the Catholic oh, church, yeah. there was beadwork yeah, in yeah. part of the, like, their, their museum, but I'm not sure exactly what in terms of if it being open because of COVID and all that kind of jazz, I'm not sure exactly what that is, but I know they had beadwork before one time there. Yeah. They used to have it in like uh, cases sure. yeah. and stuff like that. It was in the back, in the back part. Yeah. Oh, by their gift shop or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So if you're interested in that, maybe you could try to reach out to them, but I'm not entirely sure. But yeah. yeah. So I have my daughter's piece. Oh, in the Yuntaka Tota. Yes. Actually, I think there's uh, the bead, um, that frame we were talking about and the Gunawage piece I put back in. Like those were already in because they did it last year. The Gunawage piece? Uh, the community challenge piece from Nisia's. That, well, oh, oh that, sorry, I changed mine because it said community on it. I put Gahnawage on mine. So that's why oh, I keep saying Oh, the big one, Gahnawage. the big rectangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I have those pieces in there. But the new pieces are my daughter's stuff. Yeah. They, uh, those are all in there. Too. And I have two pieces. I have Nothing. the 24 karat gold bag and I have the Simply Elegant. Is it elegant or elegance? Simply Elegant. I think it's Simply Elegant bag too. Which... This is a shout out for a PSA for the Dreamcatchers Foundation is having an online auction and ex- exhibition in November. And myself, along with a slew of other artists, will be participating in that. And that Simply Elegant Beaded Purse will be up for auction. So if you're looking for Christmas gift. Lovely. And something that I don't normally have anything for sale. This is one thing I'll have for sale. So yeah, so what it is, it's an auction and it raised money for the Dreamcatcher Foundation and half of the sale of the whichever item the artist chooses to sell, mm-hmm. half of the money goes to the Dreamcatcher Society, uh, the Dreamcatcher oh, nice. Foundation and then the other half goes to the artist directly. So yeah, so look out for that. I'll be posting We're that. giving Instagram. a lot of free uh, <laughs> advertising. Well, it's for a good causes. Yeah, it's non-profits, it you know, mm-hmm. like different kind of things like that. I'll have a shout out later when I tell my story. Oh, yeah, she's a shout out. Okay. <laughs> there is the Yuntka Tota in two weeks coming. So look out for that.
this question kind of piggybacks almost, and I was going to bring it up when we were talking about it, but I thought maybe not. Beliefs around beating when mad or pregnant. Last week I was mad. Mm -hmm. There was a situation, whatever, it's personal, but whatever. Anyway, so it was this personal situation where I kind of got, was like totally PO'd, pissed off and all that kind of jazz all rolled up into one. And I had to make a cradle board wrap. I'm not done yet. But by then, by the time this airs, I will be almost done. So I'm not finished yet, <laughs> but I am very close to being done. But like I said, I was like totally like PO'd. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't work on this because you don't want to put bad negative energy into like some little cute little babies. Yeah, especially and, baby stuff. Yeah. So I think for myself, in terms of my belief is it's a personal thing. Sometimes I don't feel like beating just because I'm not in the mood and I don't want to, I'm just not, I'm just not creative. I don't think that creative. I'm more of a cleaner when I'm mad. <laughs> so I'd rather do that. Be angry. cleaning. Yeah. So yeah. But in terms of being pregnant, I was crafty the whole time. So yeah, I, I think we talked about this before. Yeah, I don't get too caught up on certain, um, it's, it's like, like you said, it's personal. Yeah to each their own and a lot of it I don't always get um caught up to it yeah. or in it whatever I don't know like um not to say that I don't follow or believe because I I think I pick and choose I guess which is it is what yeah. it is but um definitely for like baby stuff or if I'm working on an order for a baby or a child or that's heavy stuff like if I'm pissed or I'm angry or I'm like mourning or going through something, mm -hmm. something like that. Like I'm a firm believer that you should not be working while you're in mourning. Um, but if you are angry or that's a lot to put on a baby, mm -hmm. like your energy is going into that. Yeah. So I do believe that I don't, I wouldn't. Um, but there are times where sometimes I am angry about something or I'm going through something, uh, maybe personal and things are rough or whatever. Um, sometimes I use that to channel mm -hmm. into my work, but in a, in a positive, constructive yeah. way. Mm -hmm. And that's usually pieces though, that are not geared for somebody. Yeah. Just, I, I channel the energy into that piece to create something beautiful out of the bullshit that I'm going through mm -hmm. and not with anyone in mind, because yeah. then I, that's, I, I don't want to put the energy on that yeah. person or mm -hmm. to them. So, um, that's kind of how I look at it or how I work, um, around all of that. But I'm also like that too. Sometimes I, if I'm pissed, like I can't be sitting there. Like my mind Stewing goes, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Like my mind goes like a mile a minute. I can't focus. Like I get frantic and crazy. Like I can't uh, sit and do stuff. I have to. Like I got crazy eyes. There's no way it's focusing on beadwork. Yeah, no exactly. Way. So yeah, yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. So yeah. So, so that's that question. Okay. Funniest thing you've ever thought I can bead that about. And I was telling you this, <laughs> I was telling Margaret the questions last week because I asked this question last week and I said, we should change it to the funniest thing you ever thought is, I could beat that whole lot better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's total shade. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to lie and say I haven't thought of that. Yes, I have. Yeah, like, and you anyone know, who wants to sit on some kind of pedestal and say like, oh, they're pure and what, I'm sorry, everyone's got that bullshit yeah. side to them. Like, yeah. and we do too. So I've done that where I looked at things and they're beautiful, but I'd be like, mm, I could change it or I would do it this way or, yeah. you know, whatever. So yeah. yeah, we all do it. Um, but in terms of like something that I thought I could bead, no. I mean, like I, <laughs> like something that's totally not, like I thought I could bead, what was it called? What was it? I saw somebody bead something. 
a iPhone. Okay, so an iPhone case, like one of those like little purses, but it's like just for your phone kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw somebody wearing it where I work. And then I also saw somebody and posted it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to make that for the Santa Fe Indian market. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I said I thought I wanted to make it, but I never made them. Yeah. Like, I think that's what it is for me. Like, it's like that fleeting moment. Like, yeah, I'll. So that's, that's a good idea. I'll do that. But I don't even do them. So it's the quick excitement of the thought. Like, oh, it's ooh. the possibilities. But who the hell's got time? Or Well, yeah, like, that's what I thought. Like, I don't have time. Yeah. And then there's always like something more pressing or more interesting to do. Like, But I would like to. And if yeah. I do, hopefully it'd be nice, but <laughs> I haven't done it. The only thing, and it's one of those things, I'll probably never do it. Or like, it'd be funny to do it because everyone knows, like, recently I've been insane with my animals. Like, so I've seen like, I don't know, they, there's somewhere that does like a competition for the best beaded animal things i don't know what the heck it was it was like, like there was, beaded clothing yeah there was like a dog wearing a vest and i had a I didn't know. Work and then like a collar i don't know where or i don't know I if it's saw. if it it's was a one-time my... thing i have no idea i saw it on facebook a few years ago but um i don't know like it would be funny but i just look at it like i love my animals but why would i waste all my materials on doing something like that that the animal would like just roll and shit with like you know like no yeah. like that's ridiculous but like, those are funny things that, oh, yeah, I would do that. Do that. That's, like, ridiculous, you know. Um, other than that. But the funniest thing I ever thought of, other than the, I mean, the phone case isn't really funny. It's a really practical yeah. item. And I saw it's somebody just, wearing it. And it was looked really cool. Yeah, I mean, but it would be my animal stuff. Like, a clothing, like a little vest or little booties or. <laughs> I don't know what the funniest A beaded thing. collar. I don't know. Though. I don't know. Yeah. Materials, though, are so expensive nowadays. So it's kind of like you don't want to just, like. Let's make it on a whim for nothing. I don't know. That's how I look at it. I'm like very overly practical sometimes. Like, no. I can't wait. I can't wait to just be doing things. On my way. And that's like this, like where you said, like the season's changing, like school started. So now I'm like going to go to my job. And I was just telling my husband, I'm like, oh man, like, yes, I do like the job. It's not the job I don't like. It's not, I, I don't like the job. The obligation. It's the obligation. And I said, and I said, but I like the paycheck. And he goes, that's why anybody <laughs> works. And so, cause they need to pay. If he goes, if not, everyone would be starving or whatever. And I'm just like, but I just want to, I think, and, and I think in terms of like, there's a question about how's the beating journal going and the beating journaling is not going well for me. Like I haven't written anything, but I've thought about it immensely. Mm-hmm. But I don't have it with me and I'm not a good, I don't know. So anyway, but I was thinking about it today and it said, the question is, what is holding you back from doing your biggest project? And I think my biggest project that I want to do is I want to sustain myself out of beadwork. And that's the biggest thing. And it's the most challenging thing because it's the most unstable thing that I could do. Mm -hmm. So I am like holding back because I'm afraid to try and not even to be, not in terms of like afraid of not succeeding because I, I, it's not that it's just unsure like you know like I just don't know I just don't mm-hmm. know and I'm on the opposite where that is my life sustain sustainingness now but it's like I have the shop the shop doesn't rake in like thousands of dollars yep. for me every day yep. you know so it's um I get a small percentage my mm-hmm. my whole livelihood is still through my beadwork and I think that's what's hard is when you're doing orders and big orders and things like yep. that it's timely so it takes up you know yeah. um all your all of your time so yeah. in the time that you're working like that's kind of where you're I feel like you're starving I'm starving yeah so it's it's like you really have to um I like 
the thought has crossed my mind, like, should I go back to work to a normal job, which I've done my whole life and I hated it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like working under other people. I don't like having restraint. I don't know what the yeah. hell's wrong with me, but I just, but I, because I got the taste of freedom now, I, I determine what I want to do mm -hmm. and how I want to live. So to go back to a job like that, I would not, I, I don't think I could crush my soul, yeah. I think, you know, but um, yeah, sometimes financially things get hard, like being on that being your whole, yeah. you know, livelihood. So it isn't always easy. Uh, it is doable, but it's really managing. That's why I'm dropping all orders now, just because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm first, I'm tired of it. But because I need to have like, um, if I need to make money, I need to have the time. I have to be able to, to not, make money, to make money, yeah. to not mm -hmm. have any other restrictions to say, oh, well, like where I'm sitting right now, like it was a really great payout for this thing that I have to do right now, but I've been working on it for like two, three months in that time now. Um, I just recently opened up a, a raffle that I'm closing today, but I had to work through all of the guilt and all of that. Like I shouldn't be doing this right now, but I have bills to pay. Like oh, okay. that kind of thing, yeah. you know? So anyways, it's pain in the ass, but it is doable. You just yeah. have to manage and, and figure it out. And you know, which I'm not always the greatest. <laughs> I am not great so. at it either. That's why I like the study. But I mean, yeah. the job itself is wonderful. It's mm -hmm. something I'm, I'm good at and I appreciate it and I feel appreciated mm -hmm. and I'm thankful, thankful that there's opportunities and that people are being able to access this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I would hope that later on, somebody will be able to continue what it is that I'm doing. It's a teacher coaching kind of thing for Ungohoinaha teachers. So that, but it's that, you know, it's like that daunting first day back at school, like, I don't want to go, but you go and it's fun and you see mm -hmm. your friends and whatever. And it's just good work and all that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe the kids aren't thinking about the good work, but that's what I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's where I am like right now. Cause I start tomorrow. Oh, like oh this my time God. tomorrow I'll be sitting doing wherever in a job in not my casual clothes. I'll have my more like teacher, teacher stuff, teacher stuff on because you know, you gotta be professional. So yeah. So it's like literally my hands are just sweating now. Just thinking about it. Like, you know, I'll be. <laughs> Back to work. It's, so crazy. it's only three days. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's still like, I mean, I've already prepped all summer and have my, what I got to do for all the things that I have to do in terms of beadwork and everything. Cause I'm still going to beadwork like main, main, like nonstop. They're not all orders. There's a few orders, but the majority of it is just for like family. Like my daughter's graduating and she wants this big giant like outfit and I got to do that. And I'm thinking like, man, I really should beat her beaded skirt, like a whole black beaded skirt. Really nice. But I'm like, oh my God, it's going to take a lot of time. It's a lot of stuff. My hands are just sweating. I just got really hot too. God. <laughs> there was actually another question on Facebook to, this was not part of ours. It was some, I forget who posted it, but the question was, um, how many hours a day do you dedicate oh, to your crafting or something? Your, yeah. You're crafting beadwork, sewing, painting, whatever it is. Um, and there were a lot of uh, interesting questions, uh, in interesting answers. There was uh -huh. one, um, I'll stop calling people out, but there was one, he'll probably know if he listens. Um, he did mention that it was, uh, you know, a lot of times the um, the prep time is not um, like added into it, uh, all the planning, <laughs> all of the, somebody was like, yeah, well, sometimes I do it. I'll dedicate four hours a day to it, but 
uh, then I dedicate six hours while I'm sleeping because subconsciously he's like thinking about it, you know, like, so, but yeah, it's things like that, you know, like I've gone to bed sometimes where I'm like, I'm planning it in my head or I'm putting the colors together or, you know, and I'm like, that's what I'm thinking about. Or you're thinking about all day because you're doing other things and thinking, I got, I should be at this. Yes. That's the, that's the part that really plays like, that's where your worst, that's where you become your worst critic or your, your worst part is, is when you're like. Knowing you got to do it, but you can't because you physically and mentally are doing something somewhere else. Yeah. And you can't do it, but you're thinking about it the whole time. Mm -hmm. It's plaguing on you because you just want to be creative or you just want to be like, you just know your commitment has to be to that. Yeah, exactly. And and being somebody who this is my sole job right now um, or a part of my sole job, I have to dedicate time almost every day. And if I don't, then I do fall behind. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like this in an order. But yeah, per day, I could spend like four to six hours per day mm-hmm. sitting. I usually have like my routine. The morning, I'll I'll sit and bead. Mm-hmm. I kind of used to bead like really late into the night. As I get older, I notice I can't do it anymore because I don't want to feel like shit the next same. day. Same. I can't do the same. I can't do it. Yeah. So I get up. I, I don't like to get up super early, like how you get up at like five or whatever to be. <laughs> I can't do that. But I set my time where I get up. My kids are gone to school. Everybody's set. Everybody's okay. I make my coffee. I make my breakfast. And I sit until I have to go to work at 12. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's... So like four hours at least. Four hours in the morning and then sometimes in the evening. I don't be too much at night because of lighting now too. I try to take care of my eyes. I don't yeah. want to be blind at the age of 60 or whatever. So... That kind of thing too. Like um, I have lights for it, but they they don't always help. So, uh, yeah. So I that's that's like my timeline. I think like for beating and stuff like that, or how much time I dedicate in a day. And yeah, I don't know myself. Like now I'm winding down to like my mo- my I would say my most productive time is the summer, just because I'm. Well, I mean, I'm productive all the time, but I guess. Maybe like I haven't beaded since Wednesday when we when I was beading at the shop that day. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't touched the beadwork since then. Mm-hmm. So that's like a lot of days. Now we're Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So that's five, that's six, six days, almost like five days. Yeah, that's a lot of time. But I mean, I also was not just home. I was driving all over the place. But I think for me, in terms of how many hours a day I bead, I would say like maybe if accumulated. Like maybe three hours a day. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a seven day, like 21 hours a week, maybe, maybe less. I'm not even sure. My husband probably would say more because like I can't really keep, like I don't keep track and it's hard for me to have perspective in terms of what it is. Cause it just feels like second nature. It just feels like okay to me to be like, I don't feel it as a job. Like when I'm mm-hmm. doing it, I'm loving it. It's like, I mean, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. It does feel pressure sometimes because it's an order or whatnot, but I always enjoy it. So it doesn't feel like work Mm -hmm. until it does. But my husband would know more because he would know the amount of time I'm not engaged in. Kids or home or or Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So I wouldn't necessarily know, but I would say like at least three hours a day if that. But then some days it's like maybe like six hours, but. Again, yeah, it it's depends. the accumulation of yeah. like 21 hours at 30 hours, maybe 30 hours a week. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could like really dedicate 30 hours a week. Maybe I will someday, but. Mm-hmm. 
How it goes. That's why I say like next year after June, my country will be up. I'll be back. <laughs> Every year I'm the same way. No, I'm not going to work. Yes, I'm going to work. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I really want to buy this and I really want to do that. And yep. But yeah, so so that's that. So that was from the that was from the funniest thing you said you could ever be. That no, no. That question was how many hours? Yeah. Okay. Another question is how many? Oh, not how many friends you've made because of beating. Well, I'm sitting right here. Talking to one of the friends I made through reading, Dego Yakwa, stand up. Yay. But yeah, like, yeah, there's a lot. I, guess. I think it's more wild now because of, uh, well, obviously social media, but just going places now and people are like, hey, I know you, I follow you. And, mm-hmm. or I'm the same way where I'm like, hey, I know that person because I yeah. follow them. Like, yep. he, there's just so many more avenues. We were even saying that about my son, like, now that he's in lacrosse and things like that. But, he just got into lacrosse and all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, I know this person. At look, And I'm like, how do you even know? He's like, oh, I got Instagram or I got, and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. You know, like, so our, our outreach is a, a lot bigger now than it was say 20 years ago or 10 years ago. But I have made quite a few friends from beadwork and just. It's like it's like networking a little bit and not yeah. to say for gain, but it's just because you know that they that they know what you're doing too. you know, yeah. like because we're, mm-hmm. we're all in the same circle cycle of things, like even if we're not in the same community, you know, yeah. even when you start reaching out and doing shows and traveling and doing things like that, then yeah. you, you definitely start seeing all the different artists and stuff like that. And you start to create those friendships and stuff like that. That's kind of what happened with like Grant, Michael Galbin. Uh, Called uh, Jamie Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not people who live here. Oh, well, within Ghanawage, but now we have a, you know, yeah, we connection. have like a, a connection. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> speaking of friends is that, well, not during COVID, because of course everyone was isolated and sheltered in their homes trying to stay safe. I would bead with a group of women. There was two groups, but more regularly we would bead on Tuesday night and we call ourselves the beating biddies. Mm-hmm. And it, as luck would have it, they started back last Tuesday. Oh, I keep seeing all the... And Baking so the hostess, post. I'm going to call you Miss Trudy Thomas, baked all <laughs> kinds of wonderful pies and whatnot. But unfortunately, I was under the weather. The allergies were playing a number on me. And so I didn't, I wasn't able to go. But so tomorrow is Tuesday and I'm hoping I can make it. But again, the darn scheduling, kids got this, kids got that, yeah. paying taxi and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully I can make it because it's a place where we get together. It's like, there's, how many are there? I want to say there's like maybe nine of us, if not a little bit less, less than 10. Right now, I don't want to call them out by name on mm-hmm. my hands, but yeah. So like just say there's like 10 of us and we get together. Usually Trudy, she hosts it and mm-hmm. we just, some people just come for the snacks, which is totally cool. Yeah. Don't do the beaver, but that's great. And it's just a place you come together and talk about like just whatever, like, you Life know. and yeah. 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 That's kind of how it is with my, with the classes. I've met so many people. Especially, like you said, through, uh, because of COVID, yeah. uh, all my classes went online. Yes. But that opened up so many doors to everybody else. So yeah. it was like right across the Confederacy. I've had people from BC taking some of the classes. Like, uh, yeah, so that was nice. Like, that's really how I met yeah. a lot of different people. And like half of the people on my Facebook, I don't even think I've ever met more than half of them in real life yeah yeah but i know all about them and i yeah. know them and some people will message me and we talk and like yeah. hey how's it going how's your family how's things going and That's i nice. never even met them in real life yeah you know but it's uh yeah it's it's nice to uh 
have that appreciation for other for the for the same kind of artwork kind exactly, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Your opinion or experiences with trades? I have one right now. Somebody from the community, Mister, I'm gonna call him out. Martin Loft, <laughs> Martin Loft Photography, gave me a pot, like a Hopi pot, and we were trading. So I have to make a medallion. So I I got that next up coming up. So yeah. So that's that's one experience I've with trades. I don't really make medallions. I was going to just trade him a pair of moccasins, but he wanted medallions. So I'm like, yeah, cool. That's good. But I'm like, ah, so I'm having a hard time with the medallion, but it's, it's, it's doable. So that's the only trades I really do. I don't really do trades like in terms of like a large, big thing. Cause like, you know, if I'm making something that's really like major, I kind of want, I mean, it sounds so, I kind of want the money for it. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes I don't need another thing. I don't need something unless it's like, say it's a brand new stove or well, I don't know, like, you know, like that kind of thing. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. That's for myself. I'm not really, I don't I mean that maybe just not so who have me not to do a trade, but <laughs> I don't really need anything. You're a bad I couldn't make it myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but that's how I feel yeah. too. Uh, on top of it being somebody who's like a minimalist, like I don't like stuff all over the place. And I like, even if it's beautiful, if I don't have a use for it, then whatever you know like I have only so much space in my hutch I'm not trying to pack that in either so I'm the same in that sense but I do do trades like the one great trade that I had um that I was so happy and proud of (laughs) years ago I made a basket with Richard Nolan who's from Ghanawage and he's an amazing basket maker uh local here and um he taught us how to do these baskets and I had made two in the time that he taught us like mm-hmm. I just caught it really fast and he I remember him even saying like holy crap like I've in all the years I taught I never had somebody make two but I was so dedicated I'm like I'm doing this and I made yeah. one that was picnic basket sort of yes but I altered it a little bit so it was like a picnic basket almost um almost more like a laundry basket type mm-hmm. of thing but I put all the curls all around the the things and what's that called he he really liked it and that was it like we just Mm -hmm. years later when i opened the store though he uh started selling baskets through the shop so i was looking for a pack basket but not a huge one because i had made a huge one as well as that laundry basket and it was just too big for my needs Mm -hmm. um i just wanted like the smaller he makes them in different sizes so i had asked him i said can i place an order for a smaller like a medium size one you know so he's like yeah sure so when he brought it, I was, you know, ready to pay and whatever. And he's like, well, I'll trade you for that basket that you made in my class. And uh, and I'll give you the one that I just made. So I was like, oh, my God, are you are you sure? You know, yeah. like and he was like, yeah, he really liked that basket. And I wanted, you know, and I wanted the other one yeah. like I had loved it. So, um, yeah, so that was a great trade. We that's how what we did. And he actually gave me two baskets where I was like, no, you don't need to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gave me two baskets for that big basket that I made That's him. Nice. That's really good. That's a yeah, good so I was like so happy. I still have it. I still use it. I use it for, uh, I used to just actually use it just to carry stuff in it, mm-hmm. like bring it around. It's a pack basket. It's, you know, mm-hmm. even like uh, what colors do you want? I just wanted it plain black yeah. for like the ties and everything. And so, and it's right now, like when it's not in use, it's beautiful, you know, yeah. decor. Yeah. yeah, I have it hanging in the the kitchen, so. So that was my my best trade, I think. And it's and it wasn't anything of beadwork though. Yeah. <laughs> which was weird. Like, you know, I would have given him beadwork, but he wanted 
he, he loves wanted, baskets. Yeah. yeah. Like that's why he's so that that was a good trade and he taught me how to do it. So yeah, that's it was a nice, nice story. Yeah. Yeah. He's really giving up his time, Richard. He wants yeah. just to teach and to be able to help oh. those who want to, who want to learn, who want to help themselves by learning with that kind of. Yeah, art. exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so the last question was, how's the beating journal going? I already kind of answered that. It's not going so great. <laughs> so I guess the next question is for the beating journal is why can't you journal? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What, what are you doing? But yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the next question for the beating journal is. I'll have to post it on Instagram. I have to think about it because I really didn't think about it because like generic or organically, I should say that question started in like. I think it was July or June that I had that question for the mm -hmm. the first beating journal. How is the beating journal going for everyone who's listening? If you've started one, drop us a line and let us know. Yeah. Even, uh, you know, if you post a picture of it, tag us in it to see the different ideas or how things are coming yeah, along. Because if... maybe you are more successful than I am. Yeah. And that's good because like, you know, maybe I can learn from your success. Yeah. I haven't done anything yet either. Just because I said, like, I, I feel like I'm in a stagnant place right now. So mm -hmm. I'm just like. I haven't done anything yet either with it anymore. I think actually, no, you know what? I did journal um, just to say where I was at about the orders that I was doing. And I was just, but it's just generic. Like, yeah, it's still here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same old spot. So it's not anything exciting. So, but yeah. Okay. So here comes the role reversal. Oh God. So welcome to role reversal. <laughs> where our hosts talk about how they are the clients and not the creators. That was just a mouth to fly. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so Margaret was telling me a story this morning and I said, are we going to be able to replicate the reactions on the podcast? <laughs> and that's what happens a lot of times is we talk about either the questions that are asked or we have different things that happen in our lives and we talk about it at the shop or just when we meet up with each other just because we're just talking mm -hmm. and then thinking like, oh, how are we going to be able to talk about this again and make it as organic as it was? But it's kind of funny. So, so you start. Okay. So wait, I'll, I will set the tone. This is what I got last night or this morning. <laughs> I woke up to this like, oh my God, oh my effing God, I have a topic for tomorrow. Nightmare clients. It's me. I, the nightmare client. <laughs> Tell you more in the AM. So that's what I woke up to this morning because she sent it at 10 o'clock. And by then I was already sleeping. Oh, so how are you the nightmare client? Okay. So this poor man. Okay. So it all, it all started when, so I follow an artist, another artist who does absolutely amazing, beautiful work. And he is an artist. His name is Bruce Boots. So I'm doing a call out. Bruce Boots. He does beautiful work. And recently he started doing portraits of people's pets. <laughs> and like I said, I'm crazy with my animals. Yes. Like I have the two ferrets, Loki and Tilly. And we have Georgia, the brown, uh, what is she? Boston Terrier. If anybody is looking to see what Loki and Tilly are, they do have an Instagram page. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm and insane. a viral video. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I have these three animals and whatever. So I had reached out to him before we actually had Georgia, I believe, to have him do a portrait of the ferrets. Um, so if you haven't checked, you can totally, by all means, check him out on Facebook and Instagram. He's under. Uh, it's excellent work. Yeah, Bruce. It's so Boots. good, Bruce Boots, 
and he does portraits of your animal, but he'll put them all in traditional clothing and whatever backgrounds you want, you can kind of. It's so good. The detail is excellent. It is. They're amazing. (laughs) Everything about it is like, I just, I love that too. I really love, um, it's modern art, you know, it's it's different. It's like kind of quirky, like, you know, but his colorings, his texture, everything is amazing. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. So I reached out, like I said, and um, by the time that we really talked about the time, like when we would get started, because he had other uh, obligations to do first, by the time we kind of got back together, we had Georgia now. Mm -hmm. So I said, I I still was interested, but we had a new pet and she was very small. She was a puppy. So I didn't want to get her face and knowing that she was going to look different in a few weeks or so. So I said, can we push it and wait? So he said, sure. So now fast forward, we're now we're back in touch because the dog's bigger now. She's almost full grown. So now we're in the works. <laughs> so here's where uh, everything. Well, it didn't go to hell, but I guess I'm like, I, I overthink and I'm a psychotic panicker. So we <laughs> have been texting through, communicating through text. And I, if, for those of you who don't know me personally, I like, very soft, muted, white colors. Like that's my vibe. I like everything very calm and neutral and I do like black, but that's the extent of it. And I don't, you know, whatever. And pops of color here and there, but very limited. Yes. And very, very small doses of it. So anyways, so when we started discussing everything, I had a a painting that he did. I sent him of the backgrounds and I said, I love this and whatever. So that's what we, we work through. So, and as he works on it, he sends me constant updates, like every, every other day when he works on it, uh, which is great. So he showed me the background. It was great. So then he was asking about their clothing now, like the, the animal's clothing. And I sent a couple of, uh, examples for like with color palettes that I had really liked. So when he... When he wrote, I didn't realize that on one of them, there were names on the pictures, on the colors. So what I ended up doing was I I was looking at it and he said home decor, family or whatever. And I didn't know what he was talking about. And this was me miscommunicating, not clarifying. And uh, I don't know. So anyways, I didn't really... No, like I said, what he was saying. So the conversation ended up rolling into something else. And he said, well, we should stick with warmer colors. Mm -hmm. He meant from that palette. That's what he meant from the palette that I actually just said that we just talked about. So me misunderstanding, I thought, okay, well, maybe that's what he means. Like I need to get different colors, like a whole warmer palette, like warmer because the ones I sent were kind of neutral ish. But anyways. But the girl Yakwa shows me the picture. She's like, this is like, oh, she says like, so she's telling the story and she says like, yeah, this is what I showed him. I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally your colors. Like well, everything she said. <laughs> I didn't even see the names until she tells a story. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, so, I didn't catch it. So it, like I said, it just gradually rolled into a, you know, like we started moving on to the next thing. So I said, okay. I said, I'll send you warmer colors for the, like the like the other two animals because yeah. we already had set Georgia's stuff. So now Loki and Tilly, I was going to look for different things for them. I sent warm colors like. I loved. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> she showed me the colors. I like them. But when? Then the next part of the story. <laughs> 
So he sends them and he he did an amazing job. And it's only the roughing. That's what it's he called beautiful. it. The roughing of it. And it, it's just like the color, like the, I don't know, like the main parts are on, but the detailing is not all in there yeah. yet. And even just like that is amazing. So I looked at it. I thought it was beautiful. I showed my daughter and she was like, she loved it too. She's like, it's beautiful. I showed Greg, everyone loved it or whatever. And then I kind of went into panic mode. And then it just sat there and I was like. Internally festing. Internal. Uh, yeah. I was like a complete nutbag in that house for like two hours. Like even Greg was like, all right, like shut the hell up now. <laughs> like, you know, and, but I couldn't, it kept nagging at me because I'm like, I'm, it's a custom order. Yep. I need to be clear because it's not fair for him if I'm wishy-washy on things mm -hmm. either. But how do I do it without being a nightmare client? Like, how do I do this and say, like, I felt... It's not you, it's me. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt. Like, this guy's going to kick me in the pie soon. Like, fuck, like, get it together. So what ended up happening was it, it bugged me too much to the point where I, I first wrote... Um, I said, is there a way to like kind of mute the colors a little bit? Because they were beautiful, bold, rich colors. Uh -huh. um, and like you said, like I love them, but probably in smaller doses. Yeah. On top of it, I'm going to be hanging it in my living room. Everything in there is being painted white soon. Mm -hmm. So everything, it's going very obviously white and mm -hmm. bright and whatever. And um, they're very rich and and it would actually look good in there, but it's not the vibe I was going for. Um, but it's based off of what I sent. I yes. agreed to it. It's not that he misunderstood yeah. anything. It's me. I agreed to it without, anyways, that, that was on me. So he was so understanding, so patient. He was like, yeah, that's fine. We can, uh, I'll, I'll whitewash it and lighten it up. So I was like, okay. And I felt better. I did feel better, but it sound was still nagging at me. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, so I was looking through some of his, um, his pictures that he had done. And there was one specific one that I loved the background and the color of the clothing. They were, everything is soft and muted and all that. So <laughs> I was looking at it and uh, I'm like, let me go back and check these messages. Like did, what, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. You know? So I went back and then I realized what he meant. From that color palette I sent it, uh, every like little, there was like, little circles of color all yeah. throughout the whole palette. They all had names and he named them colors on there. And that's what I missed. I didn't, I don't know if I just didn't understand. It's not like ochre. It's like home decor. Yeah. yeah so like, now I'm thinking like, what does he mean? Home decor. And I'm thinking like, wait, what does he mean? Vacation. Me, I'm like blues. Like, <laughs> and I didn't see the names and the color. So it was like a color swatch that was named. So now I'm like, now I saw it. Now I caught it. And now I clicked on the thing. All of the mm -hmm. colors that he chose are exactly the colors that I love. They're all muted. They're all calm yes. and peaceful. And I was like, I'm such an idiot. I, I This poor man did all of this work. And um, I don't know how how quick he works or, but, yeah. you know, like it's still, it's a lot of work. And the painting is big. It's not a small mm -hmm. little painting. So I had to rewrite again and say, I'm so sorry. I just went through all the messages and I now I understand what you were talking about yeah. with this. I said, 
I love those colors that you basically originally said. And here we went through a whole other cycle of colors and blah, blah, blah. So (laughs) I felt horrible. I just, and he probably caught it in my text where he was like, I, I felt like I just had to keep like explaining myself because I felt so bad. Like, because I, we talk about this all the time. I have been that artist that has to take on clients that are like wishy-washy or don't know what they want or like change things up all the time. So I, I, that's what I was worried about. I'm like, I don't want to be a nightmare for this man. Like, and I don't, but then I'm like, but you have to speak up. Yeah, like, you have to say. I it. have to say it. And, and um, it just like the vibe wasn't, you know, and I actually probably could have done with just the whitewash of it, but then I was still like, someone was bugging me. Anyways. <sighs> so it all got worked out. Um, it was he's, so crazy though, because we were like laughing. I was like laughing hysterically, like, oh my God, that is totally your colors. And that, what the people, what the animals were wearing were totally what I was like, oh my God, that's beautiful. I love it. And you're like, uh, yeah, I'm like, I, no. Yeah. Like, and like I said, it's not beautiful. It's not that it's not beautiful or anything. It's just like, it's just not your tone. It's just, it's just not, not my your tones. Vibe. Yeah. Even though I agreed to it, which dummy, I don't know what happened there and how, I don't know. That was me. It's all just, it was me and my mis- like communication and not being clear or and not whatever. So yeah. So anyways, I felt really ridiculous and dumb and, but it's all getting fixed and I trust this man and I trust the, you know, yeah. like it's me that I have to make sure that I communicate properly. So now being on the other end of it, being the person who is not being clear, who misunderstood it gave me an appreciation for some of my clients that I have probably dealt with or maybe in future that, you know, like. That you didn't have a softer hand? Yeah, because sometimes, yeah, I get it. I, and like I have a short. Patient. I think that's where you and I, that, that's why I, I'm more better at custom work than you are. Yeah. Because I don't mind that. It's, yeah, and I'm like. But I, but I also like, yeah, I mean, he was clear. It just, it's me. Yeah. So. yeah but now I know like now I'm like I see how easy it can be misconstrued you know like from the uh from the client point of view you know and and it and it's a lot of work I'm an artist I paint I understand the work that he he had to do and all of that so and I just kind of felt so deflated because I'm like I really hope I'm not crushing this guy where he's like oh Oh my god yeah you know, because I have felt that before where I've done so much work on something and then somebody is like, well, and I'm like. Just one word could distinguish it all. And it's just like. Yeah. And then it's, you just it's feel gone. deflated. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I really hope that I didn't create that um, mm-hmm. feeling for him. You know, I'm like, I, so I, I, that's what I'm just hoping like gets, you know, reconciliated <laughs> through that. Like I just. <laughs> Reconciliation. Oh, you can't buy it, they say. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, anyways, so th- that was my, um, my experience, but it's funny. Like I have to kind of go into another story of kind of all it is. Because you like, said you're going to say it. Cause I had asked, we were talking and she said, well, I'm going to talk about it later, but why I can't do that. So there's something. Yeah. So the reasoning, because me and my mother are always at odds, like things like that. She's always like, uh, well, she's joking in quotations, but she's not like, um, she'll be like, "Ugh, all your stuff, you're like, you don't like color and everything's so blah. And I'm like, oh, all right, whatever lady, like, you know, like, and she likes color. She likes bolder colors in the yeah. house. Yeah. Like, she's like orange walls, right? Like really yeah, dark. Yeah. yeah. She's got like, yeah. yeah. So she, she loves that. I'm the opposite. So for me, 
I have anxieties. I have OCD tendencies. I'm a minimalist. I have, th- those are my things. I'm very, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I can be rigid in some things mm-hmm. and I'm aware of it. I mm-hmm. know it. I know where it stems from. That's childhood traumas and all that other good stuff. So All that spice of life. Yeah, all that bullshit. So I, I know that. I know yeah. I'm aware of that. I probably do run into the uh, areas of like ADD, ADHD kind of thing. In my head, it's always a mess. Oh, things okay. are so mm-hmm. damn fast. Things are always moving so quick. I think a mile a minute and, and it's hard for me sometimes to organize myself okay. mentally. That's why I get overwhelmed quickly or I get annoyed fast, I guess. I don't know. So I create spaces that are calm for me because inside I'm not a lot of the times, you know, like I've had to work really hard to learn all of these things about myself and how to manage it. And Mm -hmm. so my exterior side of me likes that calmness because it it helps to remind me to create that calmness Mm -hmm. internally. So for me, that's why I like calm muted spaces i like order. things order and clean yeah. and because yes. a lot of times i lack that mentally yeah. <laughs> so that's that's where it comes from like for me anyways so yeah so when i saw those big bold colors i was like oh holy shit and at first i did like them when i sent because i sent him the color nice it's just not yeah. It, it on a big scale like that i found it so overwhelming Emo- like i i literally felt it over overwhelming yeah because i'm like i'm gonna walk into this white clean room and see that and see very bold dark beautiful like um very rich tones there were jewel tones and all that and i was like oh i could feel it i couldn't breathe but i was like greg what the hell's wrong with you like they're like it's beautiful the only critique my daughter had was like oh well the orange she didn't like the orange color but i was like i liked all three you know to look really good (laughs) But it was like, I can't, I can't do it. I like, I need the space to be calming with what the, what the vibe yeah. I'm trying mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. So that was my freak out. But because I spun my, my damn wheels last night yeah. and panicked and had like that, I wasn't really panicking, but I had that like feeling yep. like, oh shit. And I was like, I have to address this. I have to talk to him about it, whatever. I couldn't go to bed till about one o'clock in the morning because my oh, my body brain. was still and my brain was still, still trying going. to catch yeah catch up with everything. So it was really annoying. Yeah, I put myself through a, a whole a tizzy last night. So, anyways, it's all worked out. Like it's rectified. Yeah, originally we were on the same page. It was me that just totally like derailed the whole damn thing and. Yeah, so he said that he was gonna, you know, go back over it and send today or whatever. whatever. But he is. Um, so if, like I said, if you guys wanted to follow the <laughs> the process of this whole thing, he didn't post what he sent to me. He he just posted the background, but he's probably only gonna post the new things that I created. Yeah. So you'll you're you're gonna miss like the these colors. The boldness. Of, yeah, the bold and like I said, the bold and the beautiful. <laughs> He's going to change it up, but he, he is posting uh progress well, uh, shots on it. He asked permission if I didn't yeah. mind. And at first I, I was going to keep it quiet because I didn't tell my family that I was doing it. And I was just going to like surprise them at Christmas. But I was like, ah, I don't mind for the posting. So I told them, I said, cause it's going to be on yeah. Facebook. People may tag me in it, yeah. which somebody did the other night. They were like, is this you? Like it was a good attack. He's like, oh, okay. so I'm like, mm, maybe I'm like, oh God. <laughs> But who the hell else in Gunawaga has two ferrets and a dog? Like, so. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. 
Yeah. So that's, that was my process. That was the whole um, nightmare client story. And I was, uh, I have a group chat, my, some of my friends and we were laughing last night because I just said, I feel like such an idiot or like, I just, you know, whatever. And my friend Sarah was like, oh, she's like, it's okay. She's like, he probably has a whole group chat where he's like, this bee is like, you know, like <laughs> ruining my life. Yeah. <laughs> she says one thing and then she wants a yeah, whole another thing. She changes the whole damn thing. So anyways. It yeah, just be a typical day at the bead shop at Traditions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where exactly. we're talking about, yes, where we're talking about our clients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes, yes. But yeah, so that was the whole ordeal. But this this whole crazy story goes into a question that was posed on Facebook, not towards us, but like, oh. you know, we troll and we see things. Yeah. And <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm just going to read it exactly how it's written. And mm-hmm. should we say who wrote it or no? Uh, I don't know, just because I don't, I don't know. Okay. So we're not going to say yeah. who it is, but if I don't you're know listening, if you want to. Yeah. then this is your question just because the, the question was, and we're going to wrap it up after this because we are running very... Late. Late. So it was just like if a client made a deposit on an order and you purchased the materials that they approved of, then changed their mind, <laughs> then eventually asked for something totally different. What do you do? And so that's like very common. That's very like <laughs> similar to what you just experienced. That's exactly what I just bloody did. But the only difference is, is that paint and beading materials or sewing materials or anything like that is. Like you can use the paint yeah, you somewhere can go else. Over, yeah, and you can go over, over things, it. Yeah. So I don't know about like, you know, some people are saying, yes, you should keep the deposit, deposit. That should be part of like the pro, like what it is. Some people said like maybe so the person should buy the material, like the person who's making the order should buy the materials and then it would be on them. And so I don't know, like we've had conversations about deposits before. Yeah. But people not getting their work done or some, or not. But this isn't even, the work hasn't even been done yet, I don't believe, but the materials have been bought. Yeah. So I, well, what ended up happening to me, because I had something similar where um, I had made an order and the material, I bought all the materials though. And it was on us that it ended up getting, having to be changed. Uh, It was my daughter's outfit because uh, when I bought all of her material, uh, thankfully none of it got, got done though. Like it wasn't, she, she didn't start working Mm -hmm. on it, but. I gave her all of the materials that I paid for. Mm-hmm. And once I completed her beadwork, the velveteen color was totally being thrown off because it was a like stark white shirt yeah. with an off white. And it looked, it didn't look nice. So yeah. thankfully, like I said, but personally, as the client, if she would have started the work, I would have paid for that work. Mm-hmm. I would have said like, this is on me. Like I will compensate you for your time and uh, yeah. any work that you've already put into this, and po- and and, and she I'll was, take all my material back. Yeah, like and, that's the thing. If somebody buys yeah. the material, yeah, and they give it to you, the person who's doing whatever it is should get the material back. Yeah, and that's what we did. She gave me all of the, the materials back, and there was nothing uh, done yet. Yeah. Because she also, she saw it too, because she saw my progress reports and she kind of thought, she, like, yeah, you know. she, she was like, I was thinking the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, I said, only when I started really doing, I'm like, oh man, this ain't going to match. So we ended up reversing it and changing it. Yeah. I rebought all of my own materials yeah. um, and then gave it back to her. And then, so that's, that's the way I worked it. Um, yeah. I don't know all the details with this scenario. Yeah. I don't know who bought the materials or. No, I think the person who's making the stuff bought the material it's not the client who bought the material 
but the client approved of the materials. So that's where the person who's making it, the creator, is out the money for the materials I bought, which the oh, person should yeah. then compensate for the material. Yeah, so that's what I would do as the artist. Like I, I even in that situation, I don't think I would be too annoyed or anything. I would just, but you have to state it like, I'm sorry though. Like I did buy these materials or I am out. Like I, I do have to charge you for that. Yeah. Plus you know? if you want to buy your own material for the, for the, yeah. to change or you have to pay me to buy the new material. Yeah, exactly. Extra. Yeah. That's yeah. how I would handle it too. Just, uh, but it, it's like I said, communication, 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 yeah. and, and just trying to find if you're on the right page. And like Greg was saying last night, he's like, well, maybe you should talk like instead of text. And I was like, and he's like, uh, you can call. I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. But I'm like, this guy's going to see me calling him and be like, oh, what the hell? You know? Like, why is she yeah. calling? No, but he, he was really awesome. He was super professional about all of it. Like, he just, he really helped me and like calm my, because I told him, I said, I'm really sorry. Like, I really feel like I don't want to be this nightmare client. He's like, no worries. It's easier to change it now because we're still yes. in the beginning stages. Yes. Like, it'd be 10 times worse if we're, like, almost to the end now. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I really don't like the shirts. And everything's on there now. Like, that would be awful. So, yeah, he was really awesome with uh, the whole thing. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, on that That's note, that. the role reversal has <laughs> reared its ugly head. But yeah. maybe we'll, maybe I'll have a role reversal next time. <laughs> Probably not, but because yeah. I don't buy anything usually. So, um, yeah. So, I guess that's, like, where it comes to the end of our podcast. Yep. Wrap it up. This is a shout out to Yagodi Wadoga Hemlock and Nolan on the on the birth of their son. Congratulations. Your cradle board wrap will be in the mail when it's done. <laughs> so with that being said, this is Degariak. This is Leaf and Degariakwa <laughs> signing off for the beating table. We will be better organized next month. It's all those gas fumes going over our head. views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Redivise and its employees.